Good morning. Ah, it's been a month, hasn't it? <laughs> the, our November theme, remember, we get these themes from the Science of Mind magazine. So our November theme was living as compassionate conduits, which I love that idea, really, being a compassionate conduit in life, allowing spirit to flow through you, healing everything in and around you and as your life and, and as all the people that you meet. So we started off the month with plug in, then turn on, tune in. Last week we had our, our wonderful meditation service, our Thanksgiving meditation service we do every year. And so today we end up with love life. What a great directive that is, isn't it? Love life. Absolutely. I mean, we should, don't you think? We should love life. I mean, we should love this gift that we have been given by spirit. This is a, a wonderful thing, right? It's quite, quite the gift that spirit gave us, life itself. And we have the privilege and the honor and the pleasure of living it. So every day, I think every day, right, we should wake up. We should be thrilled, right? Just waking up, just waking up <laughs> and being alive. And, and you know, another, it's another opportunity to see, to hear, to experience, to taste, to grow, to make decisions, to explore, to discover. I mean, every day is a gift. And so, yes, we should love life. What a great adventure life is. But you know, here's the tricky part. <laughs> and I know we've kind of been experiencing it, you know, this year, this year of 2020. We have the opportunity to love life. We have the conscious choice to make to love life. But do we? Do we love life? Do we love life all the time? right? Like when you were a little kid and you used to run around on summer break and drink out of the hose and go bicycle riding and all this stuff. Do we love life all the time? I mean, lately, I have to tell you, there are some parts of life that do not seem very lovable to me. <laughs> um, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Well, I don't even know if that's true. Are we in the middle? I would hope we're more to the end than we are the middle. So we're experiencing a pandemic. Hopefully, we're at the end of it. But still, I don't love that. I don't love that. I don't love how the pandemic has changed our lives in 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 variety of ways, right? So mm, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. We have restaurants and businesses that are closing down, some of them permanently, because of the sheltering in place and the shutdown. I'm not in love with that. There are, there are plenty of, of businesses and institutions that I would frequent that, that are not going to be there when all of this is over because, because they couldn't survive the shutdown. And so I don't, I don't love that. There are folks who maybe don't know how they're going to pay their mortgage because they've been furloughed, or they don't know how they're going to pay their rent, or they don't know how they're going to put food on the table. I surely, I do not love that, right? I don't, I don't love that at all. Over 250,000 people in this country have died because of COVID. I really, really, really do not love that. Um, there's a lot going on in life right now that I can honestly say I'm just not loving right now. And, and, and I don't know if I'm alone in that feeling. 
How about you? Are you kind of, are there things about life right now you're not really loving that much, right? You can raise your hand. Nobody's looking, I promise, right? So, so the, here's our directive, love life. And yet there are lots of aspects to what's going on in life right now that I just, I don't know. I don't feel very lovable about, you know? Um, I think things going on in the world right now can elicit feelings of fear, instead of love. Do you get that feeling? Yeah, I do too sometimes. Now, in the spiritual universe and you, this is what Ernest Holmes had to say about that. He said, and that which comes by fear must finally be surrendered to the understanding of life as love. Only love will ever heal the wounds of the world. People can hate until it kills them, but the more they love, the better off they are. Well, that seems pretty, pretty obvious, right? So every moment of the day, we do have that choice. We have the choice to fear or to love. To enter into life, to enter into life with the confidence that the universe has our backs and that... <sighs> Everything is God-ordained, right? We can, we can enter into life with that thought. We can enter into life with love that the universe has our backs. Or we can enter into life with fear of what will kill us. And we are always at choice as to how we're going to live that day. We're always at choice as to how we're going to live that moment, so maybe what I'm saying, maybe what I'm saying is, is while we may not love life, right? Meaning we don't love um, what life is looking like at the moment or what life is presenting us at the moment, we can meet life with love. Maybe that's really what I'm saying, okay? So, so the title, Love Life, is maybe it's meet life with love because we're always a choice to do that. We can meet life with love instead of fear. So, so maybe that's what it's about. Maybe that's what love life is about, right? We can meet challenges as opportunities instead of disasters. We don't have to live in fear of what is happening around us. We can meet it with love. And Ernest Holmes, in one of his Sunday talks, this comes from May 15th of 1955, he, he talked about the power of love. And he said, we see people who love animals, right? They're not afraid of them. That people who love life are not afraid of it. They're not afraid to enter into it. And that even the ordinary conversations, something is imparted. Something is dynamic and enveloping and all, compel all compelling comes from us when we enter into life with love instead of with fear. That was my addition. <laughs> we have the opportunity to meet all of what's going on around us in faith, right, of the goodness of God. We don't have to be in fear. We can choose to live in faith in good times, 
when it's really easy. Isn't it easy to have faith in the good times? Absolutely, right? It's easy to have faith in the good times. We can also enter into life with faith in the bad times when it's almost impossible to hang on to your faith. And then we can enter into life in faith in the in-between times when, and when we really don't even know how to respond. There is always that choice. We are always at choice. You know, I think, I think that's the teaching, really, in that saying about, in all things, be grateful. I know that you know that one, right? To be, in all things, be grateful or thankful. It doesn't mean to be thankful for all things, but it says to be thankful in all things. So, so what, I'm, what I take that, how I understand that is to bring our love into, bring our love into all situations in which we find ourselves. To be grateful in all things is to be aware, to be awake for the good that is in any bad situation, that's in any situation at all. And, and the good in that situation may be just us being in it. We may be the only good in that situation, but then we are the good that we're bringing to it. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. Okay, so it comes from uh, Thessalonians 5.18. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I love that, that, that end part, right? Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is your directive for you to give thanks in every situation in which we find ourselves. Because while we don't know what the outcome is, we do know it's good. That's faith, right? We don't know what the outcome is, but we know growth is involved, right? Remember the word growth? The the middle part of that growth word is the O-W, the ow in growth. Sometimes we're in the ow in growth. Sometimes it doesn't feel really good, but we know We know the outcome is good. We may not know what the gift is in that situation, but we know that the situation comes with a gift in its hand. God loves us freely, unconditionally. And because God is love, unconditional love all the time, we know that the situation is love as well. So our thanks, our gratitude in any situation in which we find ourselves Maybe for something we don't even know. We may not even know. We may not even experienced it yet, whatever. But that grateful heart, the grateful heart of being alive and going through it, right, is, is what we bring to the situation. Now, I'm not saying be happy all the time, right? Because there are some things, like I said, COVID right now, you know, it's kind of unlovable. I'm not saying we have to be happy, happy, that phony baloney, you know, it's all good, it's all God, it's all good. I'm not talking about that, right? That's That's just covering over things. That's that spiritual bypass that we talk about. We don't have to be happy all the time. Life does not have to be perfect all the time for us to be thankful all the time because that is our directive. And we don't even have to know what we're thankful for, what we're grateful for. You know, it's the anticipation. It's the joyous anticipation of God is good all the time. We can be thankful all the time. It's more about viewing life positively, really, 
Not that we're thankful for disease, of course not, but rather we're always resonating with a thankful heart. We are always resonating in a grateful heart for life itself, for being alive, for being uh, awake and aware and going through the conditions that we're going through, whatever they are. The idea that we are awake and aware and alive to go through them. Because remember, this attitude of positive feeling, this attitude of, of, of love, of thankfulness, of gratitude is an expansive idea. Fear is a constricting idea. Love expands, fear contracts. So being in gratitude makes it easier to find opportunities from challenges rather than finding problems from challenges. You know, when we're in that mindset that everything is a disaster, when we, when we don't see the possibilities, all we see are the problems, it's difficult to find our way out of them. But a grateful heart can find those limitless opportunities to do things differently. So how can we meet life with love? That's what we're talking about, right? In order to love life. Well, how do we meet life with love? And I think the first thing that we really need to do is awaken. We must awaken to really what's going on. We have to know when we are in fear and when we are in love, right? And I'm thinking, uh, am I thinking of this situation through the eyes of love, or am I with fear? I think that's the first question we have to ask ourselves. I don't like to say, I'm afraid, because that's a really powerful affirmation, isn't it? That is an I am statement. And we have to be really careful and really conscious when we're making I am statements because they're very powerful. They're affirmations. The I am and then whatever you fill in after that is a statement of being. So I don't, I don't choose to say I am afraid because that's a real powerful, a powerful negative affirmation. Um, and it's not true either, right? Because you're not that. But I would rather say, um, I'm with fear right now. I'm sitting with fear right now. Let me explore that and see what that's about. I am with fear regarding this situation, right? Whether it's COVID or unemployment or, or money shortages or financial setbacks or whatever it is, I'm, I'm sitting with fear right now. I'm with fear. I know it sounds silly, but it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. Because an I am statement carries so much energy with it, you know? So, so just making that small change is good. And, and, you know, fear can disguise itself as well. Fear is really, really good at disguising itself. It can look like being sensible, right? How many people have told you that? Well, you got to be sensible, you know? Like, like I, we've got to keep you safe or... Or um, sometimes fear, fear is hiding as responsibility. I can't do this. I have to do that because I have to be responsible. Or I have to protect my assets. Assets, I did say that, right? So, so it's about those kinds of things. But that can be fear in disguise. Keep your feet on the ground, right? How many times were you told that when you were little? Anybody? <laughs> Don't, you know, you've got your head in the clouds. Keep your feet on the ground. Be sensible. Be realistic. A lot of those things are fear masquerading as concern, right? And you know what does that? It's our ego, that our ego wants to keep us safe, 
keep us alive, right, through fear. And so it also keeps us small. That's the trade-off, you know. And, and here's what I know about fear. It has many disguises like that. But, you know, more than anything else, fear is like a smoke, a smoke alarm. You know the smoke detectors you have in your house? That's what fear is. It's like a smoke detector. It can alert us to danger, whether it's physical or psychological or mental or emotional, whatever. But that's all it can do. That's, think about it. That's all your smoke alarm can do. The fire alarm doesn't put the fire out, right? All it does is make a noise. And even if you leave it on, ringing and ringing and ringing, it can't do anything else but that. Its only job is to get our attention, right? But you have to make the decision what to do after that. The smoke alarm is never the solution. It's just there to get your attention. That's fear's only job, get your attention. Then we get to decide what we're going to do in that situation. And what I'm suggesting is that we make that decision in love, right? We bring love into that situation. So our question is, what would love do? What would love do? So when people say fear keeps us safe, you know, well, fear keeps us alive, fear keeps us safe. No, it doesn't. Not really. Fear just gets our attention. Our decision are what keeps us alive. And we can make those decisions to keep ourselves alive, to keep ourselves safe. We can make those decisions in love. Love guides and directs us. Love shows us the way. Love is our path. And love never steers us wrong, ever. Because it is that still small voice speaking to us. Ernest Holmes, in, in Can We Talk to God, he says this, it is not by terrific mental struggle or soul strain that we arrive at this goal, but through quiet expectation, a joyful anticipation, the calm recognition that all the peace there is and all the power there is and all the good there is is love the living Spirit Almighty. That is our only directive. To love life is to trust, really, that love never fails, that love always provides, that God is love, and love is God, and there is nothing else. Going back to core concept one, God is all there is. And then if we say God is love, which we believe, then that means love is all there is. If we have fallen into fear of disease or whatever, love guides us and directs us to right action. Right? It's not the fear. The fear was only there to get our attention. It did its job. But then we have to make decisions, and we make them through love. We wear masks for ourselves, but also for others as well, right? We wash our hands frequently. We stay sheltered and apart, even when we want to see people. Even on times like, like Thanksgiving, when, when the tradition is always to gather together, we do the wise thing. We stay apart, but not out of fear, out of love. The spirit of love for ourselves, but for all life. When we, when we don't know what to do, we ask in prayer. We listen 
in meditation to that still small voice that guides us and directs us. It is the voice of love. It is the voice of God. Fear may awaken us, but love sees us through. Ernest Holmes on this thing called life, he says this. This was a Sunday talk, July 8th, 1951, by the way. <laughs> and the name of the talk was How to Get Along with People. Don't you love it? <laughs> I love Ernest Holmes. Anyway, he said this, I love life. And I enter into the joy of living. I enter into companionship with others, into cooperation with them. And I know that something within me reaches out and embraces the whole world. Something within me blesses everything it touches and brings life and happiness and joy to everyone. Something in me acts as a healing balm, restoring everything to its natural perfection. That's what we do. That's what loving life is all about. It is bringing love into everything we do. No matter how fearful a situation can look, we are always at choice to bring love into everything we do, into all aspects of life. That's what we are here to do. That is, that is our, our guidance and our direction if we are to be living as compassionate conduits that we're directed to do, right? Is to bring love into everything we do.